Hello, welcome to the Electric Theory Podcast. My name is Gina Shear and I am your host. The Electric Theory's mission is to empower global pioneers and ignite diversity in thought. We feel innovation and resilience to enhance people's well-being, help people reach their full potential, and foster a culture of lifelong learning and growth. Today's guest is Riley Neal, the Corporate Director of Branding and Impact at Make Ready. Riley is a free-spirited, wholehearted individual who emphasizes the value of perspective as a powerful asset that we should tap into more often. His upbringing encouraged curiosity and to trust in one's tuition, which has significantly shaped his career. He firmly believes that inspiration is ever-present if we maintain awareness and observation. Riley's journey in the hospitality industry began as an unexpected opportunity leading to years of profound education and continuous growth in an industry he now knows inside and out. As a devoted father and husband, Riley places a high value on relationships, loyalty, and authenticity, qualities that align with a steadfast requirement to building a strong brand. He is a strong advocate for brand integrity and storytelling, highlighting the efforts and thought that goes into creating a successful business. Riley's purpose is closely aligned with his creative drive and love for hospitality, guiding each make-ready brand with a distinct and unique perspective. Please help me welcome Riley Nail. We have 24 hours a day. Organize your day. Work hard. I'm here to talk about success. Riley, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Are you excited? Yeah. Are you nervous? No, not really. Have you ever done this before? I've done a couple of podcasts. Typically, I know the content that we're going to discuss beforehand, but coming into this blind. And just shooting from the hip? Always shoot from the hip. You're a good candidate to do that, I will say. Start it off. I want you to, I want to go through your story. Sure. And your journey of being in hospitality. I know you've been in this space for a while, but even like reading through your bio, some things were surprising to myself and a couple things stuck out, even with people taking a chance on you with you having no former experience. Do you mind walking us through that? Where you started coming out of even like high school? What was your experience like and how did you get involved into the level of hospitality that you are at now? Sure. I had a really unique experience, honestly. I- I had never, I had never really had a job up until I worked at a hotel. And the funny thing is, I'll take that back. I tried being a lifeguard once. And that was in high school. It lasted two weeks. I got the tan. I was out. I left after lunch. I was Did done. you end up saving anyone? A couple of times. In two weeks? It was just like the people that came out that are like at the end of the slide. And you're like, dude, chill oh, out. This okay. Is, it wasn't that scary. Okay. But then you also realize how dirty water parks are. And that's really why I didn't come back. <laughs> So do you still go to water parks today? I have three children. So yeah. You have to. So I'd had a brief stint as a lifeguard. Okay. And then I had just done some odd things here and there. And then I just started college and this guy I knew was, I stumbled into the experience and it was a hotel here in Dallas, one of the first boutique hotels, honestly, in Texas. And he had, he was a real estate guy, a big real estate guy, never worked in hotels before in his life. What and, hotel was this? Uh, it was Hotel Zaza. Okay. And it was the very first one. And it was really in a new, at the time, Uptown Dallas is now what we know as Uptown Dallas, but yeah. it wasn't Uptown Dallas back yeah. then. He really just wanted to build something beautiful. Mm-hmm. And he was 
guaranteed that's what he was going to do. Didn't know what he was doing. Didn't know about hotels. I clearly did not know about hotels. I didn't even realize you, that could be a career path. Yeah. Um, and he just took a chance on me. He said, hey, you're going to work here. You can start Monday. We're all black. You can start at the front desk. I was like, no, thanks. I'm good. Oh, how were you even introduced to this guy? Okay, back up. Another job I had at the time was as a male model. Okay. And um, I had been on location there and it wasn't, the hotel wasn't even actually open at the time. Okay. It was still construction, but it was enough that we could go in and do shoots and things there. Gotcha. And so I don't even remember what I was shooting. It might've been like Neiman's or some catalog situation. Yeah. And so we were shooting there, met the guy, started talking to him, explored, got curious, of course. And he was like, just work here, just work here, just work here, start Monday. I was like, no, thanks. And uh, why did he want you to work there so bad? I don't know. I think he just, he and I met a couple lost. of the managers, they had already started building their team out. Okay. So a lot of the team was there putting things together, installing the furniture, installing the art, doing all that kind of stuff before we truly opened up the doors. And me just stumbling into the building and getting lost in the building than just naturally talking to people like I always do. I think he was like, okay, I see something here. Yeah. And so I did. I started at the front desk. Um, so and- how did he convince you after you told him no? <laughs> I think he knew, uh, he could tell I was young and impressionable. And he's like, here's the deal. It's beer drinking money. You know, I had to call your parent done. So I'll, I'll do it. Um, but I was like, what do you do? How do you work at a hotel? And he's yeah. I don't know. We'll figure it out. And so at the time, also the brand Zaza yeah. was not only the first, let's say, boutique or lifestyle hotel in the market. It was the first to like introduce concept suites and big event parties that were just mm-hmm. all about excess and nightlife and lifestyle and all that. And it just really drove the brand itself. Yeah. And he, the part that he took a chance on me and a couple of other guys that kind of worked their way all the way through it and not even having hospitality, like in their focus as a career point, he was just like, guys, let's just, let's brainstorm. Let's come up with the best ideas we have. Yeah. And he just gave me a platform to be creative, which is where my like niche really was. Right. But then the best part about it was I was there so long. They just, it was the autonomy of being like, oh, you want to try food and beverage now? Great. Oh, you want to try housekeeping? Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. And so at that time, my thought process was, first of all, I fell in love with it mm-hmm. immediately because it was, I was meeting people. They were coming in and out. I was at the front desk. They were the people that were there to say, Hey, what are you, what are you doing here? What brings you into Dallas? Why are you coming right. to Zaza? Like I was learning about people and it was like, that education that you can't really pay for, even right. though it's going to school at the time. And that's what drove me to stick with it. And I was like, okay, there's something here, there's something yeah. special. So I stuck with it. I did keep modeling. It, it was really nice because I would leave for three to six months at a time and he would just give me the opportunity. And it was like an open door policy, really. Like when I would come back to Dallas after Miami market or Chicago or yeah. wherever I was living for like the summer or the season. Yeah. He was like, there will be a place here open. We'll just plug you in. And I was like, okay, okay. And my like model buddies at the time were like, dude, that's dumb. Like, why, why, yeah. what, why do you want to work at the hotel? And I was like, you're not always going to be a model. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry. Did you it's... love modeling at the time or were you just I kind mean, of like, doing it for a paycheck? I did. I, when you got, when you get into it first, like you're in it for the glamour and the mm-hmm. prestige and oh, I'm going to be famous or yeah. whatever the case is. And then honestly, if you play your cards right in modeling, it can be a long career for you. Right. And you don't go after the things that are like 
the flashy, sparkly yeah. stuff. Yeah. That's the stuff that doesn't pay. Yeah. The stuff that pays is your catalogs, your Neiman's, your JC Penny, your all mm-hmm. Kohl's, like all mm-hmm. that stuff really pays. Um, so I would focus on that because I was like, that this is a better paycheck and less time right. spent for the day. Right. And then I would go, I got to live in all these other cool cities, meet all these other cool people, take a hiatus from work yeah. at the time, I called it. Yeah. And then I come back to Dallas and I was like, I'm ready. I'm going to be here for eight months, 10 months, whatever. And he'd say, okay, we need help at the front desk or we need help down at the restaurant or we need help here. And he'd always just let you jump back in. Yeah. That's crazy. Did you ever think while you were away modeling that you would come back and like no longer have a career at Zaza? Not really. And I think that's what kept me there for so long. I think that the the people and I think what really, truly drove me was the experience that I got to create and mm-hmm. deliver each and every day that I came there. Because it was, I, the interesting thing about hospitality is you are technically doing the same thing every day, but right. never twice the same way. Let's say the hot water goes out yeah, and you come down and you're pissed. Yeah. And what I do to appease you, maybe it's a free bottle of wine. Yeah. Makes you super happy. But I come down as the guest and I'm pissed because I have no hot water at 6 a.m. in the morning. I want a free room. Yeah. Forget the wine. Yeah. So it's creative problem solving. Yeah. I think at its core, that really drove me and led me to be like, I think it's what always kept me curious mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. about the next step. How long was your life at Hotel Zaza? I was actually there for 15 years. Really great opportunity, I think. If I, it, it was one of those things I don't think that you could sign up for. If I was looking for it, I would have never found that. Yeah. Luckily, I got to do that. And the taking the chance on me part was that I did get to check all those boxes for all those operational things. Because right. at the time, I was like, what do I have to do to be the GM? Oh, wow. And so my career path in my head was if I can conquer all of these different departments, mm-hmm. which I got to do, then, okay, I'll just sign up and I'll be a GM. Yeah. Or managing director, what it, whoever the top person is at the hotel. Right. Then after six or seven years of that like thought process, I think, I realized, I don't know if I necessarily want to do that, mm-hmm. but I do want to stay here. And what was closest to my heart was the creative part. Yeah. Like I could work those operational departments all day long. Right. But I would always get pulled back into the creative process. Right. Or the PR, or the marketing, or the people part. Yeah. So... I got really lucky to do okay. that. I continued to stay with it and create my own positions in yeah. a sense and just become like a lifestyle curator yeah. more or less for, <laughs> I hate the word curator, but that's what I was doing. I yeah. was creating this lifestyle of whether it was for poolside nightlife or late night dining or party brunches or right. whatever the case was right. that we were coming up with next. I always got to spearhead that piece. Yeah. And so it just kept me there and kept me there and kept me there. And I had free reign. So when you have free reign like that, right. you're like, you get to push the envelope and you get to try all the stuff. Yeah. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. You just have to go in knowing that. But So was this owner still taking other employees the same way? Was he still hiring people and letting them do trial and error processes too? Or was it just you that he had really taken that chance on and kept you around? By that point, it was me and like a couple of other guys that were from the original core. Yeah. um, And they stuck around too for that. They stuck around too for that. Um, We started... We, by that, let me say this. By that time, we had built a structure and processes. When we went into it all together... 
there was no structure and process. Yeah. Because he also wasn't necessarily, that wasn't his career path, mm-hmm. but he had built this really beautiful pro- thought process. Like all yeah. of that stuff was there. Cor- like a corporate structure or like a business model wasn't yeah. necessarily always there at the beginning. Yeah. So being part of that, then the development of the business itself and getting to be in those conversations, we had started building more of a foundation of this is how this works. This is how we do this. This is how that. Yeah. And I don't want to say that like me and the few other guys had like an autonomy of any kind, but we definitely had a little bit more of a voice to say, okay, to keep the brand evolving and to keep the brand at the forefront of people's minds, we have to stay true to what we did when five, six, seven, eight years ago. Sure. Were they models as well? That core group that they you started with? No. We so they didn't different. go take hiatus. Like they weren't off on a hiatus for an indefinite no. period of time. We, we all had different backgrounds. We all had different roles. But like when it came to creative process in that hospitality mm-hmm. scene, we all got to come together and say, this is the next thing we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So then after that, your 15 years was over. Mm -hmm. What was your next step? What launched you into leaving Hotel Zaza? So my next step, it's funny story. So my wife was pregnant with our second kid. It was about, she was, I don't know, a month out from being like the due date. And I was like, I just, my heart's not there. There's nothing else I can give. I don't know what to do next, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if I want to do hotels anymore, or restaurants, et cetera, et cetera. And so I was like, I'm going to take, I want to take time off. And I was fortunate enough to be able to step out mm-hmm. of Zaza yeah. and take six months off. Were and you done with modeling at that point? I was. We had already had our first kid and I decided I like to eat and drink too much. Yeah. And, well, <laughs> yeah. You don't look as great when you're underwear anymore <laughs> if you're eating and drinking all the time and have a child. And are doing all the things. So I stepped away from that a little bit and I would do things here and there. But then she, my wife was like, okay, like, I think it is time for you to leave as well. Yeah. You've given it like your best and all that. And I was like, but what am I going to do? I literally left with no job, no job in mind. I was like total life change, soul search, all the stuff I was being like, and what year was natural. It was just about 2017. Yeah, 2017. And then quit. We had Deacon, our second kid, like three weeks later. (laughs) And I was still there. Yeah, stay at home, dad. It was pretty glorious, actually. But there did come a time and it was like literally almost like six months to the day that she was like, okay, you need to find like... (laughs) I was out back. I was I was just, I had ran out of projects. Was she and working at this point? She wasn't. She was on maternity and she was. So y'all were spending a lot of time together with a newborn. Oh yeah, totally. And <laughs> I had repainted the house. I had done this. I had done that because I had no like creative outlet yeah. at that point. And I was so used to being like on the top of, oh, we're just going to do everything wild. Yeah. It's going to be big and huge. I was outside painting or I'd called the city a couple of times because I wanted this <laughs> gas meter moved because we have like back alley entrance. Yeah. And they wouldn't do it. And they were like, okay, it's going to cost $2,000 or whatever if you if we were, need to reroute it. And I was like, we're just going to embrace it. I'm not paying the $2,000 yeah. to move this ugly yeah. gas meter. So I painted it gold. While I was painting it gold. <laughs> painted it gold. While I was painting it gold, she came out and she was like, you need to find a job. And I was like, yeah. But I if do. it wasn't an eyesore enough, and then you painted gold, yeah. so it really stands I, out. I was embracing it. And so anyhow, she was like, you got to find a job. And I was like, okay, I get it. I get it. 
And so funny enough, this lady I knew just through the industry, her name's Christine McGrann. She called and she was like, I just ran into some friends. She was like, you, did you leave Zaza? And I was like, yeah, six months ago. I was like, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And she's meet me for coffee. I was like, okay. And so she was like, we're starting a company and you're going to work there. I was like, but I'm not going to work in hotels anymore. And she's no, you are. You're going to do this and it's going to be great. Everything's going to be fine. And I was like, okay. I, mean, I love she's just how like, all of your former employers or current employers have just told you what your life is yeah. going to be like. Like yeah. they've literally made your life decisions for you. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. And so, and I have always said yes. You're I in high demand. Yes man. I'm in hospitality. So mm-hmm. I have to say yes. You can't say no. And she was like, you're, you're not done with hotels or restaurants, bars, retail. You're not done with any of the hospitality realm. And I said, okay. And so honestly, they were truly starting the company that I work for now. And it was so new that we were like in the naming process. We didn't mm-hmm. really technically have a name at the time. Yeah. And I was like number six or seven yeah. to join the team. And we were just like being hand selected one at a time to build this hospitality management company. And I jumped on board and it was probably the best decision I've made career wise. Yeah. Not only just to be able to be part of something that you get to put a thumbprint on. Right. But just because of like the people and the culture and the just the nature of what Make Ready is. Yeah. Um, that we were able to create something really meaningful together and do it like in a really thoughtful way. Yeah. Not just say, hey, we're going to be the best management hotel company in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't go into it at that. We really just were, like, very behind the scenes and said, you know what? We're going to take this slow. We're going to see what we're really great at. And then we're going to reevaluate ourselves five or six years down the line and say, hey, are we doing this? Or right. like, do we need to, like, shift directions? Right. Which is in the, like, phase that we're in right now. Yeah. But it's been so cool to be part of something and have such a big voice in it and have a leader that truly believes in every single person that she brings to the table. Yeah. Were you able to create your own role within that as well? Or was it like, hey, this is what we need you to fulfill? Yeah. we, Christine and I definitely had conversations around it. And when we had that coffee talk and I said, yeah, okay, I'll do it. She said, I don't know what you're going to do yet. You're just going to work here. And I said, okay. And she's, it's a funny story because she, so I, she was like, there's a couple of people I want you to meet. I met them. And we, at the time were in the renovation phase of our hotel that's downtown, the yeah. office. And it went through five or six different phases of reconstruction. Mm-hmm. And we're in like phase two, I think. And our ownership had just purchased it from the previous company that had started the remodel. And then we consumed it and then reconcepted and reimagined the entire property right and brand and which is also cool to be part of yeah but she was like i want you to meet these people and these people and then five or six days later she called and she's like hey what are you doing and i was like nothing i have a newborn here at the house (laughs) and she's that's right she's so you're probably not busy she's you want to go to charleston tomorrow and i was like sure just strap them on my back yeah i'll go to charleston (laughs) she's great okay she's we're gonna go there we're gonna see this old hotel we think there's an opportunity there like we're going to... And this um, is before you were like officially working for them or you had already... Oh, no. I hadn't signed okay. anything yeah. and I hadn't even got an offer at that point. And she, like official offer, I guess I should say, but she she was like, okay, great. She's like, I'll have so-and-so send you your plane ticket and we'll have this and we'll have that. 
She's like, we're going to stay there. I don't know how scary this hotel is because it is old, but we're going to close it just if the ownership buys it. And I was like, that's cool. I was like, sign me up. Yeah, yeah. I'll be there. And she was like, OK, great. We'll see you tomorrow at the airport. And I was like, oh, I was like, did I get did I get the job? <laughs> she was like, oh, yeah, I thought you already knew that. And so I was like, did not. But thank you. I accept. I'll be there. So really, your job offer was this open invitation. This open invitation. To come to look to at go. the sketch hotel. Yeah, it's sketchy hotel. And I was like, and I, Again, I said yes. And then, so that was my first day. I didn't turn in paperwork or anything. And so we got to the airport and I was like, I guess I'm getting paid for this, right? She yeah. will figure, yeah, yeah, it's fine. We'll figure <laughs> that out. And you're definitely getting paid. We're moving into our new offices today. There's three or four people like assembling stuff back in Dallas while we're going to Charleston to look at this hotel. And I was like, what a wild ride. Yeah. And, but it did set like the energy for me to right. be like, Okay, this is right. Yeah. This is this is where I'm supposed to be right, right. Now. Do you think you would have jumped on that path and accepted that invitation from Christine if you hadn't had the experience that you had at Zaza prior to that with dabbling in so many areas and being versatile in all hospitality realms? Probably not. I probably would have been pretty apprehensive. Just for the fact that kind of I felt like the way that it all happened and the way that like I mean it was brand new. Like I was saying, like, we really didn't even have a name at the time. We were deciding that yeah. next week we were, like, going through the brand development exercises. So it would have been more like stepping into the unknown. Right. More or less. But I think my experience with Zaza was such a unique one that it really set me up for a lot of different successes in my life outside of even, like, careers. Yeah. To be able to, like, problem solve, like, on a dime. Right. And be able to be like, okay keep calm like it's always funny like at dinner parties people especially if you're like an on you work on property like what happens especially at a high energy hotel yeah so the career is great for dinner parties Mm -hmm. i'll say that but it's funny because i'm at this point of everything i've experienced i'm like give me if you can shock me in your storytelling no. or like something that's really happened that's like bold and yeah if you can shock me that's a good one yeah because I, you just have to deal with it yeah so when you were going through the whole branding process with make ready was is that when you found like your identity your role mm-hmm. within that since you had already loved the marketing space mm-hmm. prior to that is that like when you really found like your place to put your stamp down and say, this is what I want to do and get accepted into that? Or did you go through a trial process of other roles and have some other ground areas that you were covering prior to actually like landing on what you're doing now? Yeah, I, so with Make Ready, it was like, where do we plug you in? Mm -hmm. I started at, I forget what, it's like brand or experience curator, something along those lines was just like the coin term that I like, Got my foot in the door yeah. with. And then going through those exercises and going through and starting to see like my stronger points mm-hmm. of leadership or like where like my talents lied, it was pretty clear pretty quickly. Yeah. That she was like, you know what? You're going to be a brand director. Right. You're going to direct our brand. You're going to help create our brand. You're going to help execute those. But you're also, she's like, you're not always going to be the fan favorite in this role. Because you're also the police. Like, you have to go in and be like, guys, what? (laughs) Like, I gave you the tools and I gave you the words specifically to use. Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. And she's so you're going to have to be the guy that comes in and says no a lot. And I was like, that's fine. She's But the best part is you can say no pretty nicely, I think. Yeah. And I was like, all right. I was like, challenge 
accept it. Yeah. Let's, let's do this. Yeah. So I did. And my role has evolved even more as we've just become bigger and I've been there longer. And we have so many more properties and so many more in the pipeline mm-hmm. right now. And so many brands. Because the thing about me, Gretty, we don't just brand, let's say, the Adolphus. Right. We take a lot of time and quite literally money and effort thought into branding each individual experience to be independent on their own. So if I were to take the French room or whatever the case is and pluck it out of the Adolphus and set it six miles down the street, hopefully it's just as successful as it is inside of the parent brand. So we treat every single one of the brands throughout the portfolio, whether it's a restaurant, a bar, a retail space, or the hotel, all independently. Right. So I think that's how I found that like niche there. But it's also after a year of doing it, I was like, oh, God, this is a good job. Yeah. What (laughs) did I sign up for? Yeah. I will say anything that you touch literally turns to gold. And I'm sure you hear that all the time. But I was actually just thinking today, I was like out of paper in my notebook. And I was like, I don't want to go buy a new notebook from the store. It's not going to be the same. I want a notebook that Riley had designed. Uh Like... Even down to like little minute things like that, literally everything you touch turns into gold. So what would you say is your biggest marketing, branding strength and how do you set yourself apart from others? Because like you, you yourself come with such a style and like a presence on anything that you touch. So how have you been able to create that and how do you set yourself apart from people that are in the same space? That's sweet. Thank you. I. It's funny because the every brand that has that I've got to be part of, luckily, has always been really dynamic. Yeah. There's never a really subtleness to many of the brands yeah. that I've been attached to. So that played in my favor, right? And yeah, both Hotel Zaza and even just the Adolphus here in Dallas. Yeah, it's iconic. Both of them are pretty loud. Yeah. In the best way possible. Yeah. And totally different. Uh It's funny because if I go from property to property all the time Mm -hmm. and I have to like fine tune. Oh, wait, I'm talking about this. I'm talking about this right now. So it's a completely different tone of voice. Or if I'm in front of media and we're doing like press and it's like kind of that speed dating media situation. And you're like, oh, let me tell you what's happening in Columbus or let me tell you what's happening in Denver. It's like like you have multiple personalities because you're having to turn it on and off to speak to different brands. So I think honestly what sets me specifically apart and I think a lot of other people that have been in hospitality for a long time and been successful at any type of hospitality Mm -hmm. and brand is their storytelling perspective and being able to actually tell the story and tell it authentically and in a precise way. Yeah. Because if you, the whole core, the, a brand is a promise. Right. So if you're going to attach yourself to a brand, you're making a big promise to yeah. the world. Yeah. Because if you waver from that, like, I mean, if I barely change the Nike swoosh, you're still going to know it's Nike because they've never wavered. Yeah. The McDonald's. Yeah. It's You're going to know it's McDonald's even if it's in the wrong font. Yeah. <laughs> but the arches are going to give it away, right? Right. Starbucks. There's so many examples. Apple. So if you're being consistent in everything you do and you're telling stories that are true and authentic and that North Star piece of it, like if you're sticking and staying to that North Star, you'll be successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I may have heard through a little birdie, but is it true that 
make ready just acquired Hotel Zaza. It is. I don't know if this is public information or not. It, that's not really. It's, it's also not a secret. Yeah. But it's technically our ownership that has purchased the brand and the properties, as well as the management company. And we are, it, it's a great piece and thing to be part of currently. Mm-hmm. Make Ready itself has so much going on. We just opened a new property, two new restaurants, a rooftop bar, a new retail space. And then we have three independent, our first ever independent standalone restaurants yeah. coming up in the next year. And we also acquired a new property in New Orleans. Okay. And this has all been in within the last four months. All of these projects have come onto our plate. And we're, we're throwing another one. We're, we're having that oh shit moment. Yeah. Oh my God. Where are we? Yeah. We need to recruit. Right. Right. <laughs> and right now, honestly, the whole, the Hotel Zaza piece of it is really cool. And it's awesome to be part of it. And, but we're just going to let it, it's so successful. Mm-hmm. We're not changing anything mm-hmm. with it right now. There's no need to. There's so much brand equity in that brand. Right. And everything that we all created together and that it's still been created even beyond that is really cool yeah. to see it still thriving, especially like in Houston and now in Austin. And mm-hmm. There's four properties because there's two Houston properties. And to be part of that and then come back full circle and still be part of that conversation yeah. is just cool enough for me. But I don't think that Make Ready will step in or do anything with any type of concept or management or anything for like at least like a good year or so. Yeah. Yeah. Just because. Exactly. Yeah. How does that feel with being back in your old stomping grounds? It's cool. It's really cool. And it's funny. I haven't really been to the property, but I've started. And honestly, I've been gone from there seven and a half-ish years or yeah. so years so there's a lot of turnover so there's mm-hmm. only like a handful of like senior leaders that mm-hmm. technically i still know there but it's funny because we've all rekindled that relationship and started talking again and yeah. like ownership's like dude like how did y'all do this or right what did y'all do what was the key success to xyz at houston or this in dallas or like how did y'all pull off this brunch right. situation and have this right. cult following so it's cool to go back in my mindset to be like, how did I, how did mm-hmm. I have to go back, yeah. dig deep because so much has happened since yeah. then that it's been really, I don't know. It's been a really cool process. That being said, what are some things that first customers mm-hmm. look for with staying at these boutique hotels or really any property for that matter? But since you're in the boutique space, what would you say that they're first and foremost go-to is when they're looking for service? What is that typically? I don't think it's necessarily something they want to see. I think it's something they want to feel. Yeah. And I think for travelers like you or me or like our friends that we have, we're seeking a true experience Mm -hmm. and not, I don't know, like like travel with your parents when you're little and you would do luxury travel and what was luxury to them most definitely is not luxury to what you and I think of right, anymore. Right. Like luxury to like you and me, I feel like is more about like the human connection. Yeah. And genuine conversation. Yeah. Or, absolutely. You know, a really great meal where something hilarious happened. Mm-hmm. Like that's luxury, mm-hmm. I think, to us. And I think that's what people are now looking for. Right. Where our parents were looking for the white glove service and um 
really great thread count. And yeah. Yeah. Really beautiful floral arrangements and yeah. the spaces and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Definitely exists. But um, it's not those what tried people true are brands. But the people, the traveler today, isn't going to that. Mm-hmm. They're going to luxury of wanting to find a feeling and not necessarily a physical thing. Right. And I also think that they, at least I do, I look for how to connect to the world yeah. around me in whatever city I'm in, which is why as soon as any city I get to, like I go, I don't even go explore the hotel. I just mm-hmm. get my bags down and walk the neighborhood Yeah, and just see, okay, yeah. here's where I am. This is where I don't want to do. Yeah. I, I get the vibe and the feeling of what that city is or what yeah. that location is, even if I've been there six or seven times. And then I go back, I explore the hotel and I'm like, map out a little bit in my head, like, I don't know if I want to eat here or not. Maybe I'll have a cocktail here and then yeah. dinner across the street. Yeah. And then come back and maybe rethink that tomorrow. Yeah. What's been one of your favorite things that you yourself have integrated into one of the properties or put a big stamp on that you're really proud of? I feel like there's a lot of well, things you could choose from. Yeah. I don't know. One of my favorite pieces of my job is the sensory piece of it. Mm-hmm. Because once we establish the names, once we establish the interiors with our designers, once yeah. we establish that whole aesthetic piece of it, I usually at that point go in and then I start like the scent creation process, Yeah, for example. So like signature scents or something I'm really proud of. And they're like wildly popular. It's yeah. like the number one seller at every single one of our properties. And I'm just about to release like a roll on that goes with the signature scent. So it's not just a candle, like yeah. you can actually wear the scent which is cool. But then also with that piece and saying that like sensory mm-hmm. part of it mm-hmm. is getting to create the sounds right. that you hear in the spaces. And so wild because this is something that most people don't think of. Yeah. That's a part of the experience that you're walking into down to the smell, the sound, like all of these sensory pieces that you're speaking of. People outside the hospitality space don't pay attention to that. No. But it is such a part of the experience. But they know it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they remember it. If you've never been within Mm -hmm. like the hotel space as a part of your career. Yeah. And you're completely blind going into it. Those are the things you take away. Right. Is the sound, the smell, the sight. You don't necessarily take away, oh, that was a really great bed. I slept in for $700 last night. You take away, oh, it smelled so good there. Or I just had the best conversation at dinner over a bottle of wine and this lady... She got engaged at the table, three tables down from mm-hmm. That's the stuff you remember mm-hmm. are those experiences yeah. that stick out in your mind. It's not your hotel room. It's not the guy at the front desk. Right. Hopefully it is, yeah. but it's not yeah, that yeah. person. It's what happened to you and how you experienced it yourself. And I think being able to tap into that is the biggest part of my job. Mm-hmm. That if I can leave a lasting impression, I think it's the coolest piece to me that keeps me motivated. Yeah. To say, okay, what can I do next? Right. Or how can I do it better next? Yeah. And it's, it could be anything, Uh honestly. Yeah. That's so cool. And it's so cool that you have had such a touch on these companies in such a wide range. Mm -hmm. I think that's really special. With a massive market shift over this past year, and then even with the hospitality space coming out of COVID, Mm -hmm. and that's not an easy thing to recover from, obviously. What has been the biggest challenge for people in the hospitality space and like leaders, employees? What have you guys seen that's really something that's been on Struggle Street? Probably the traveler and just how to speak. 
for the traveler. But it's funny because the it was not great for hotels yeah. or restaurants or bars, clearly, yeah. the whole pandemic. And sadly, a lot of people got laid off or let go or whatever. A lot of us that we gave up a lot too, mm-hmm. and we really thinned out and all that stuff. And we even went down to, we didn't have people working at the hotels, but the lights were still on right. and everything was happening. And there were still guests that had to had right. to need a pl- or yeah. needed a place to stay. Yeah. So we had to keep things running to some extent to where Christine, our president that I was yeah. talking about earlier, she and I worked laundry shifts together. Yeah. But some of the hotels are like, I worked some of the front desk. We would pop around and do as much task force situations that we can. Good thing you were training this early on. I know. Thank goodness. <laughs> it, it was an added value. But I, it, Honestly, it was very humbling, I'm I think, sure. for us to be able to do it because I think we had all had that same background of operations, and all that same background of food and beverage, all the same background of everything that we were like selected to do the jobs that we're in now at Make Ready that we were able to. I, I think it took the majority of us back to our roots to be like, this is why I chose this field yeah. because we were providing a really great service. Yeah. At a really shitty time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, th- I think that was one thing. But then coming back and bouncing back from it was mm-hmm. a little more tough than it was during the time when the people weren't there and we were trying to figure yeah. out, like, what do we do? What do we do? Coming back from it, everything had changed. Right. So what we knew to be true wasn't necessarily true anymore. You know, In what like, ways? What changed? Just things simple as if for our marketing departments, for example, like, we knew how to speak to the business traveler mm-hmm. backwards, forwards, mm-hmm. and in her sleep. Like what, whatever the case was, we knew how to like market to that person mm-hmm. and speak to that person. But those people weren't traveling. Anymore. Right. It was people like me and my family with three little kids yeah. and wanting to just get out of the house. But we didn't mar- ever market to those people at some right. of the hotels. And so right. we were like, what do we do? How yeah. do we do this? Yeah. Okay, let's shift our game plan here. <laughs> let's yeah. change all of our like visual collateral. Because then you had to speak to like, not Families. just the businessman. <laughs> yeah. You had to speak to the kids. Too. Yeah. Okay. Do we even have a kids menu? Right. Let's, let's <laughs> right. <get> that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't know. It's I think those learning curves were probably mm-hmm. the hardest way of okay. Let's get back to our story. Yeah. And it's hard too. Adolphus is a prime example. Ten years now, 111 mm-hmm. years open, had never closed its doors, had yeah. never told a different story, had never done anything, and we. And we've opened hundreds of hotels, yeah. all of us collectively in our yeah. career. But the the thing is, we've never reopened a hotel. An old hotel? Yeah. So we were like, how do you reopen a yeah. hotel? Like, we're good yeah. at introducing a new brand and a yeah. new property and a new this and this. But how do you reintroduce something that's iconic? Right. So that I think that piece was hard yeah. also because we had, no one had really ever done mm-hmm. that, except for probably a few. Yeah. And, what about for the employee side? Like, what were some of those real struggles coming out of COVID or even like this year with even a market shift? What are some things that you guys are seeing and facing today? Or even for some of those employees that maybe were let go of during COVID yeah, and then now getting back into the workforce or whatever. Yeah. Luckily, we brought back the majority of the people that weren't, that were originally. Yeah. And everyone wanted to come back. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. I think there was a long period there that was definitely a struggle of people not necessarily wanting to work and then 
we got everyone back on board and then there was a huge turnover and then back on board and then another huge turnover. Mm-hmm. Just that piece was really wearing, mm-hmm. I think, to everyone involved, yeah. even the team member yeah. themselves, not yeah. just management. Yeah. But I think that seeing where that was to where we are today, it's a completely different story. We have a core team. People want to be there. Yeah. And we have people now that have been with us mm-hmm. since come back. Yeah. Which I think says a lot. Right. Right. What would you say to someone that is thinking about pursuing hospitality as a career or maybe went to school for it, but never went into that space mm-hmm. or someone that just wants to be more hospitable in their own life? What would you say to that person? I say jump all in. Yeah. Shoot for say yes. <laughs> Always say yes. Be a yes man. I don't know if that's a fault or I don't know what that is about me, but always say yes. <laughs> and I would say just go into it wholeheartedly mm-hmm. and with have some passion behind it. And I don't think it's for everyone. Yeah. You no, it definitely can. takes a special person to work in hospitality. It does. And you can tell a lot of the times at the very beginning if that person's going to last. Or right. Not. Especially if you've been in hospitality for a while, you're yeah. like, okay, maybe we need some like kid gloves with this one yeah and then sometimes you're just like this person's got it no, yeah i'll check in with them later yeah but i would say just go into it wholeheartedly and just really love what you do mm-hmm. because if you don't it doesn't matter if it's hospitality or not right why are you doing it? yeah literally why are you doing it? yeah hospitality you're literally always serving mm-hmm. and you have to be ready for that to yeah. be able to make it totally in that realm okay let's jump into the jar question love that so if you don't mind Opening the jar, the last guest left you a question. It should be the yellow one. Let's go ahead and read it. What is the purpose of our existence? That's a good one. That's deep. I know. The purpose of our existence generally as a whole, like as a community, is to really take care of one another. I think the purpose of That's a very hospitality answer, but I I love it. (laughs) I do. And I think that like, I think my purpose is honestly the same because I always, always revert back to my family. I'm like, would I make the same decision for my family as I'm making for this family in front of me? Yeah. Because in, that's one of the things that we all actually say at Make Ready all the time is your greatest opportunity starts with the person in front of you. Yeah. Because it's true. Yeah. Because it's not, you're not projecting this hospitable nature to right. 10 people behind right. you yeah. in line. Yeah. You're doing it to the person directly in front of you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't start with that person or if you don't make the change with that one single person, yeah. how are you going to make the change with everyone else? Yeah. That's it's like so practice good. makes perfect. Right. In a sense. Yeah, totally. I'm going to go ahead and land this plane here. Thank you. One quick question. Sure. Where can people find you at for people that want to stay in touch that want to learn from the best and get in contact with you or if they have questions for you, where can they find you at? You can follow me on Instagram. That's just my name at Riley Nell, R-I-L-E-Y-N-A-I-L or shoot me an email at rnell at makereadyexperience.com. He has the best Instagram. Both of your Instagram accounts are like so fun to follow. I also have a dad because Rad dad it's, Riley. It's pretty awesome. Fun. It's pretty awesome. I think your kids will look back on that later and love it. They yeah. still think that they have the coolest dad. I'm sure they think that now, but they'll definitely understand that yeah. <laughs> later on in life. I don't know. It's either setting them up for success or failure. They're like, why did you make us do this? I don't know. It's pretty good. Anything you do is very aesthetically pleasing and engaging. So I think they'll appreciate it. 
Again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you guys for listening to the Electric Theory Podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at the Electric Theory Pod. And we will see you guys next time. It was another good day. We had another good day. And if you line up enough good days, fuck around, have a good life. <laughs>